I'm Zach. And I'm Michelle. And this is a Couple Games Gaming Podcast. This episode is all about games we disagree on. And also just catching up on life lately since this is our first episode of 2023. We're going to start things off sort of like we normally do. We're going to talk about life in general and then our recent plays and then get into our topic about games we disagree on. So what do you want to talk about that's been going on in our life? It feels like forever since we've recorded and just podcasted. So I know it was early December. Yeah, I think it's been about a month. I feel like, like, so much went on in that month. Like, we honestly, we've played a lot of games, but not at the same time. Yeah, nothing. We played a lot of family games with the holidays and everything. Less just me and you games, I guess, is what I meant by that. Yeah, less, I would agree with that. It's just the two of us. We're always going. But we've been catching up on some TV shows. Um, one that I love. So much, and was so excited that came back, was Emily in Paris. Yeah, Emily in Paris on Netflix. I feel like we blew through that in like a week. Yeah, and I feel like that's like a people love it or hate it kind of show. Because some people that I've talked to are just like, I can't stand that show. It's just too ridiculous. And I'm like, I don't know. I mean, I just, I just like it. But I like ridiculous shows like that. So yeah, even though they're kind of silly sometimes, I still get really sucked in and... I just love looking at, you know, Paris the whole time, too. As far as the kind of chick flick shows that I watch. you watch, this is one of the better ones, in my opinion. But You get sucked into my chick flick shows. I do, I do. It was, I was watching, it was a, a reel or something about a guy sitting down with his, you know, lady, and he's like, oh, Gilmore Girls, puh, you know, and then... Long story short, they get sucked into the show. but And by but, the end, the guy's like, come on, it's time to watch. Yeah. Sitting down exactly. first. Exactly. <laughs> Is that you? Yeah. I'm like, hey, you want to watch Emily in Paris? <laughs> Sorry, I've been, I've been sick too, so that's like, I don't know. Not It sounds way worse than it is. It's kind of where I feel like I'm at. That's the stage that I'm in. But, it's just part of life. Yeah. But what's odd is I'm usually the one that's all congested and whatnot, but it's been you this week. Well, the the boys started it, and they gave it to me. I guess so. But but we also finally finished Dynasty, the show. Yeah, and it was the series finale. So it's done, done. And we started that a while back in the fall when it finally all went on Netflix, like the whole all of season five. Yeah, the final season. We started the show years ago but we've always waited till it hits netflix because we've never had a cw or whatever network it was on something odd yeah but it was a good good wrap up and everything nothing yeah if you're really like into the kind of soap opera-y drama shows this is solid it's a modern soap opera it's good it's also a remake too yeah i didn't know that until dynasty was on in the 80s Yes, was it your dad told us that or? I think so. Something like yeah. Can't believe that ninety show is about to come out. Yeah, I'm interested to see how that one's gonna go. 
The, I'm not. I watched some of the trailers. I'm like, I don't know how I feel about it yet. Nothing jumps out as super '90s out of the trailers yet. Mm, might but be hard to tell. Yet, I don't know. I haven't watched as much. I haven't watched the trailers. Yeah. I've only watched one. But that's that's just my opinion. I don't know. We'll see. It might be a really good show. What was that '90s show with the teacher? That we liked. It was a spinoff of that that 80s show. What? There was a show that was about a teacher in the 90s. Like, it was a recent show, but it was... It, it was wasn't like Abbott Elementary. It was 1990 like a... something. Um... It was a spinoff because it was there was a show about a kid in the 80s. Young and show? No, it wasn't Young Sheldon. <laughs> I don't know, then. Oh, man. I Gosh, really don't know. I don't know. But it was, it was really funny, and I really liked it. And then I think it just ended. I don't know. It was on like TV? It wasn't on Netflix? Yeah. Yeah, like we recorded it and such whenever that was a thing. DVR. It wasn't that biology teacher show? No, it wasn't. Where the, he was like a terrible it teacher? It wasn't AP Bio. Oh. <laughs> it was... It'll come back to me. It was a spinoff of the Goldbergs. The Goldbergs was the 80s show. Or the show about the 80s. And then this was one of the daughters of of that family. I do. Became a teacher. Remember this now. Okay. Yes. I feel like it had a bigger impact on you than me, though. I don't know. Or at least you remember it more than I do. Yeah. Well, I thought it was really cool. Yeah. No, no, no. I know what you're talking about now. Yeah. Um... That that actress, the girl that played her, she's pretty famous too. Like she's in other stuff. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Mm. But anyways, I can't think of the name of it. Super but it was sidetracked yeah. there. Other show. Jenny and Georgia, if you're into <laughs> I don't know. Another Is it Chick Flicky? Is it girly? I don't know. I don't know. Kinda, maybe. It's like a it's a drama. It's a drama. I feel like it's kind of young adult, though. Kind of like, uh, yeah. what was that show we liked with the... Never Have I Ever? Never Have I Ever. That was that was a good show, too. But Yeah, it's got that whole like high school age group thing. Which makes sense, because I'm like high school education. So It's like your life. Yeah, it's my life. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> and then I finished, I binge-watched Andor, which I didn't know that there were going to be more than one season. I thought this was a one-season deal and I was really I was like man they got a lot to wrap up in this uh, finale but it's going to be more than one season spoiler alert but it was all right it was good but that's I all don't know anything about that one I watched five five minutes of an episode ish once and I was like yeah this is not my thing hey that's that's a not a game we disagree on but a, a show. random tv show that I just can't do well, there's, you know, a lot of those. I feel like in when I was making our list of games we disagree on, which we'll get to, I feel like a theme has a lot to do with some of these. So, hmm. but we'll get there. We also took a trip. Yes, we had a little getaway weekend, long weekend. I don't know, it was like three nights uh, before Christmas. Mm-hmm. We went to... San Antonio 
in Fredericksburg. Kidless. Yes, without our children. They stayed with grandparents. Yeah, which is really awesome. Yeah, it was our first like trip away, like just us, in like over two years. Yeah, leaving the city yeah. without children. We had like a mini little staycation over the summer for like two nights. Um, but this was like, we went out of town, you know, we went to this resort north north of San Antonio. Um, La Cantera. La Cantera Resort and Spa. It was really nice. But really? Relaxing. Really nice. I, I want to go back and experience it again. It was raining the entire time we were there, pretty much. Very rainy and cold. Yeah. yeah. So we want to go back when it's warmer because they have a lot of pools, like infinity pools that kind of overlook hill country area we weren't in like the heart of san antonio like we were way outskirts we didn't we didn't go into san antonio we've we've done that before we were just kind of making this little resort a little stop on our way to fredericksburg yeah because we'd heard good things and it, it was really good they had really great service just you know we were on this like adults only floor and they, like, greeted you with, you know, like, snacks and drinks. And they had this little lounge that was 24-hour snacks and, like, waters and sodas. and Yeah. We, after dinner, we went up to, back to that lounge and we played Seven Wonders Duel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Played Seven Wonders Duel. And they had, like, little welcome champagne glasses for us. And mm-hmm. a little, they even had, like, a happy hour before that. But we... Yeah. We, I guess we... We went, had the happy hour. Yeah, before we went to dinner, mm-hmm. which was great because then we just ate dinner. Didn't have to... <laughs> Didn't have to buy drinks. <laughs> just, drinks. You know. um, yeah, so yeah, it was really fun. And we went on up to Fredericksburg the next day and checked out the wineries there. If you're not familiar with, like, Texas wine country, like, Fredericksburg is Texas wine country. So, um, just... A very small town, um, kind of in the middle of nowhere. I mean, it's it's like in between Austin and San Antonio. Yeah. But like a good bit of ways from both of them, like an hour away from each of those. So it's got a really cute like Main Street area downtown that we checked out a lot. Yeah. Just walked up and down, you know, ate at one of the restaurants or two of the restaurants, I guess. A couple of them, coffee shops, things. Yeah, and then we hit some wineries, and there was at least two, if not three, that we were really impressed with. Mm-hmm. And so we're kind of the wine snobbery, or snobby with our wine, I guess. Yeah, we're kind of picky, at least with red wine. I'm definitely mm-hmm. kind of picky on red wine. Like, I just, I don't know. Whites, I'm, I can't really... Tell it, I'm not as picky. And I definitely like a seasonal, like it's cold, I want red wine. You know, if it's summertime, you know, I'll take the whites and the, well, Pinot Grigio is probably my favorite white. Yeah. And rosé, that's great in the summer. Yeah. But we did go to this one winery that had all these different rosés, and they had like rosé, like Tempranillo rosé, yeah. like Cabernet rosé, and I'm like, I've never heard of all these different types, types of, of rosé, so that was interesting. But we didn't do that flight. Because it was so cold outside and rainy, they did let us have, like, one taste of them. Yeah. They kind of, like, branched out, and they were like, oh, you can still do an extra tasting. They were really cool with that. That was Augusta. Augusta Vin. Mm-hmm. But if you do go down there, 
you need to check out Slate Theory, which was cool because they have an underground, I don't know, cellar, cave. They, they call, call it a cave. It's a cave tasting. Yeah. yeah, which if you're not familiar with Texas, you don't build stuff in the ground. Mm-hmm. It's, you just like, we don't have basements and cellars and things like that here. And so this was, this was neat. Our soil is like impossible. Like, like it's some of the, like, especially in, I know North Texas, I don't know as much about hill country, but we have like some of the worst soil in like the whole country. So they say, it's just like, you can't get anything past it. And we even asked the people that like built this winery, like, how did y'all build this massive underground basement? It's underground cave cellar thing. It's the biggest one in Texas, they said. And they were just like tons and tons of dynamite, just tons of had to blow, blow up everything, everything up. basically <laughs> down beneath us and you know i don't know cement and carve everything out but it was really pretty like they did a really good job yeah it was really cool and the the red wines were some of the best texas red wines we've had mm-hmm. yeah they were really good yeah. and we've we've been to napa and we've done things there too we have some favorites, and, like, some of these were, like... Some of these are on par on better par. than... Yeah, like, know. they were really good. And they do a lot of red blends, which, you know, sometimes I'm kind of like, uh, you know. I but, thought their blends were the better But they did stuff. a really good job with them, yeah. Yeah. But, like, it's a little easier to do that. You can have, yeah, like... that's true. You, you don't have to have as good of quality stuff. of grapes to do that, because you can kind of, like, hide things more. Um, but the service was good. The just... I don't know, ambiance was really fun just because we were, we, we didn't even know that this existed like till we, cause it's very new. This winery slate theory is very new. We hadn't been down to Fredericksburg in like seven years. Um, so we heard from another winery like, Hey, you should go there. And so we just like walked in and we were like, Hey, we know it's like, you know, last minute, but can we do, we do like a tasting, like the cave one. <laughs> and they like, they're like, Oh yeah, we actually still have one more for the day. So we, kind of got in on a last last minute win there and it was it was awesome but we were also there on like a monday afternoon so not yeah. not exactly prime time they said their weekends are like always booked yeah that was it was really awesome um that was the yeah. only wine club that we joined. joined yeah that one stood out the most i'm trying to think i mean bingham was good it's another one. They have some tasting rooms up here in North Texas too, though. At least one in Grapevine. Yeah, and wine clubs are—I don't know if people are familiar. They—they they mail you wine. You know, you sign up, and they discount whatever you did there, and like your tasting or your glass, and then they mail you wine throughout the year. And every time we've gone to Fredericksburg or Napa or something, that's where we've signed up for some sort of wine club. Maybe not Napa. No, we didn't end up. Yeah, but last time we went to Fredericksburg, because all their shipping prices were like insane oh, to yeah. get them to Texas. That's true. And we were like, yeah, no. But here, it wasn't. It wasn't ridiculous the shipping, yeah. but it's also like a five-hour drive. Not you know, probably. Yeah. I'm sure they just have trucks that drive it in. Yeah. Being this close. Um. So yeah, we had our Fredericksburg trip. It was a nice little getaway, and. Then we've uh, just been, we're home for Christmas and um, been pretty relaxing. I've just, have had to adjust to the non-school schedule and I had to like work most of Christmas, especially because we took that little trip 
So I used like my days then and then I just felt like I had to work the whole Christmas break when normally I'm off. So Yeah. I definitely miss miss that teacher schedule. It's nice. It's nice. But you know, it does stink having you work though and the boys off too because then I'm, you know, watching the boys full time on my break. But it helps that you're working from home. So yeah, like I'm close by, but it just it is hard that I can't we can't like go and do something because it's like I have to be right by my computer in case you know. Yeah. I can't just you know slip away that easily. So. It's true. But enough about life. Let's talk about board games. What have we been playing lately? Well, a new one that we played. I think this one was a Christmas something. I probably used Christmas money to buy it. (coughs) Proactively. Was Heat Pedal to the Metal. This is... It was the hottest game on the Board Game Geek for a while. It's, It's a race car game, which, you know, down... Downforce is a really popular race car game that we like too, but this one is good at two player as well as it can go up to six. So, and that's one thing about Downforce that it's a fun game, but at two player, it's really kind of lackluster. This, you can still simulate a full race without much overhead, and it's really cool. It's a neat, I don't know, mechanic. The way you make your car move is you control what gear you want to go into. So like first, second, or third. And whatever gear you're in, that's how many cards you can play. And the cards make you go. So, you know, if I'm in second gear, I can play two cards. And the cards range from zero to five. And so it's neat. So, But why wouldn't you want to just go to fourth gear, play all your cards? Is Well, there are turns throughout the track. And if you take a turn going too fast you're gonna build up heat in your engine and it's going to cause you to slow down or even spin out which makes you like move backwards and have to kind of start over from a certain point yeah um no this is it was fun that we played it twice um just because the first time was like a definitely a learning curve like Mm -hmm. it's just very different than other race car games in that turn aspect and you really have to like plan out your cards and how far you can move without going too fast over those curves or going more than you planned because so I did it and it wasn't fun I was like oh my gosh you gotta be kidding me you have to go back that many spaces like I mean it, and it, it the one thing there that it's hard to catch up if that happens yeah like I felt like the rest of the game I was like I'm screwed I'm well, gonna lose. Yeah, it it all depends on if somebody takes the turn successfully, and then if others don't. But we also only played one lap, both times we played so far, mm-hmm. which I'm interested in how two laps will change because both times it's like we're turning that last corner and then it's like okay, just you know, just gotta cross the finish line. Where if you have another lap, you may be a little more taking it easy because you don't want to you don't want your car to break down you know as soon as you only do one lap that's true yeah and this this game's neat too because it has has four tracks in the in the box and it also has modules where you can add 
certain speed, you can take out certain speed cards called the garage. So you can kind of work on your car to make it, you know, do different things. And there's also a Grand Prix sort of, you play like on three tracks and there's different events that happen. And there's weather that can also affect the tracks too, if you want to play with that. Hmm. Yeah. So, we'll have to get there on those, on that, those parts. Yeah. We've only, we only played it twice and we only played uh, one lap each time. So, but that is heat pedal to the metal. The next one we played recently, we played Vanilla Azul, or just Azul, the OG. Played it the other night, and I really like regular Azul. I think it might be my favorite version. Your favorite version? Yeah. If you don't know what Azul is, mm. it's a it's kind of an abstract strategy game where you're taking tiles off of these discs and the thing is you take all of one color and put it on these different rows on your board but you do have to take all of that one color and if you put it in a row that doesn't have enough space then you're going to get negative points and you're basically trying to create columns and rows and get all of one color things like that yeah we've had as well the original for a long time. That was like one of our early, early games to our collection that was added. Yeah. Very easy to learn, kind of family-friendly game too. Um, Target has it usually pretty inexpensive. Mm-hmm. And the tiles are really like a nice material. Like they're, I don't know, that was like the big sticking point whenever it came out was, like, <clears throat> ooh, these tiles are really, you know, because you kind of reach into a bag and... And the first, them up and, the first one's kind of all like mosaic, like, you know, building a mosaic looking design. Yeah, that's the idea is you're, you're building a mosaic in, in Portugal, I think. It's, it's not somewhere in there. But, I, you know, I, like, I know you like Summer Pavilion, but I just, you know, maybe that's one we disagree on. But. Yeah, it's not my favorite one, but. Yeah. Um, a new game that we got for Christmas was, or I got for Christmas, was Next Station London. And so this is a flip and write game where you utilize colored pencils to kind of track the rounds. And you're basically building, I don't think it's bus routes, I think it's train routes in London. But you flip and it tells you what station you need to connect to. And so... It tells you via shapes, and it's it's really neat. And so usually when you flip, there's usually two ways you can go, but then by the end of the round, it's you either can't write something or you can only go one way. And so what do you think about Next Station London? I liked it. We we just played this one this week, and yeah. um, like you said, it's great. You can just like sit on the couch and play it while you're watching TV shows or whatever. Um, it's puzzly. You know, kind of has that thinking through how am I going to make my different colored lines overlap in the right way because you get more points for that. Like definitely a lot more points when your lines, um, I guess not overlap, but like meet at the same station, sh- station which is represented by shapes. <coughs> so that was neat and 
you ha- it's different each time because of the way you flip, I guess, the order of the cards. Mm-hmm. And we start with different colored color pencils. It's kind of like we're we're focusing on different regions of our map at different times. Yeah, so you're not doing the same. Which makes it different from Welcome To because you're literally doing the same thing. You know what I'm saying? Like on your board, but like you're focused on a completely different region with this one. So Yeah. And this this one, the scoring is pretty neat because you're each, at the end of each round, that's whenever, and the round ends by, you're flipping cards, there are pink cards and yellow cards. If you fl- flip five pink cards, the round ends. And so you never know when it's going to end. But the scoring is your line, it's how many regions did it go through multiplied by how many... You picked the region where you had the most stations and how many stations was in that. So it's how many regions that you go to multiplied by, well, in the your biggest region, how many stations. You also get points for crossing the River Thames and meeting up at different stations, like Michelle said. What's also cool is something we haven't played with is, we talked about the colored pencils. There's a mode of play where each color has a different power or ability and so it's when you have the green pencil, then you get to score twice or something one round or for something, or you get to make something wild, which is interesting. But we haven't touched that, so can't speak much to it. Yeah, I didn't realize all that. Yeah. So we've just been playing the very vanilla learner part. But that's Next Station London. We got to play some games with Easton. Our four-year-old, I got, we got to actually play a game of My Little Scythe. He had a lot of help, but he won. Yeah, yeah. And he actually played sort of. Yeah, as long as you give him like options, like do you want to do this or this? And you really just give him two options and he'll pick between those. And yeah, we we all tied, but he had the highest friendship. Because he likes to give everything away, which is really sweet. Yeah, he's And it nice. helps him go up that track better than better than us. Yeah, that's true. But that was, it's a fun one. It's a, you've heard us talk about Scythe before. It's a younger targeted version of that. Very much simpler. We're just choosing action, moving around. and. I really like my little Scythe. I do too. I like, I like it. Like, I don't know. Better than the real one sometimes. Well, you know, I, it depends on the situation and whatnot. I like how it's faster. Like, we played it pretty quick with him. Three-player game. Another, uh, speaking of games, playing with Easton, I got to play Marvel United with him for the first time. He's always played with what he calls Big Marvel, plays with the little miniatures, the figures that are really cool. But we actually played two games of it today we I set it up and I said okay you're, we're gonna learn how to do this you know and same thing it's you got to give them choices it's like okay do you want to play this card and you'll move over here and punch these guys or do you want to go play this card and you'll rescue these civilians things like that and so it was it was a lot of fun it was you know it's good because I have a I have a whole bunch of Marvel United stuff that I haven't played and so this is it's teaching him the game, and it's also helping me hit some of that content that I haven't 
gotten to play with. But that, um, we also played some family games with my niece, my nephews, my nieces and my nephews in Easton. We played his Spidey Junior. No. Yeah, Yahtzee. Yeah, Spidey Junior Yahtzee. And it was really cool because Easton won that one too. Like all his cousins played and they had never really played it. And so we were teaching them and he was like, no, you got to do this, you know. And, <laughs> um, it was a lot of fun and he ended up winning. And then my nephew and I, he got a, he's become obsessed with Funkoverse, the Funkoverse strategy game where, you know, there's all these different Funko characters you can play against in your attacking each other and trying to hold different positions and collect certain things. He really does like those. It's fun that y'all can play that together. So. It is because that's one one of the ones we disagree on. But um, so he really, we played, I think we played three games of that. Then he also likes this. He, he's a big Star Wars, Clone Wars fan. And so we played Star Wars Clone Wars as well trying to think if there's any other games we played with them. I I got to play Farkle with them as well. Have you ever played Farkle? No, I didn't get to play that one. The one time we tried to play a while ago, no one really knew the rules. Well, we had to look up the rules too just because of that instance. It's like, I'm going to pull up the rules because last time like we played it was... Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, okay, I'll do what you say, but... I don't think we're ever going to end the game if that's how it is. Yeah. One, there is one rule where it's in like the official rule book is you can't get on the board till you score 500 points. If I was teaching the game, I'm never going to play by that rule because that's, it's so detrimental to roll, roll, and then you don't get any points. Roll, roll. That happened to Taylor Jane, who wanted to play. But it's very similar to Yahtzee. It's, sorry, it's not similar to Yahtzee at all because you, don't build off of what you previously rolled. You know, in Yahtzee, you roll, you pull some dice out, and you're, like, trying to get a straight or you're trying to get three of a kind of something. In Farkle, you roll, you pull some dice out, and those score independently of whatever you're going to roll again. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's funny because we'd played Yahtzee, and then we went to this, and both Kellen, my mom, and me to an extent were like, wait, can I do that? And Taylor Jane was getting frustrated. trying to. She was like, no, they don't. Anyways, but that's Farkle. It was all right. Was there any other games we played? Uh, we played um, Quarkle with you and um, your mom. That's right. We played Quarkle. It's, how would you describe Quarkle? Uh, more like a Domino's. Meets Scrabble. I was gonna say that Scrabble, but like no, no words. No letters, yeah. <laughs> no letters. It's all um, symbols. No numbers. Symbols and colors. Yeah. Yeah. So you're making rows or columns, and you're trying to do all of one color, or that's right, right? All of one color. Or all of one symbol. It can be different colors, different colors but the same right. symbol. You can't repeat. <clears throat> it has to be one or the other. Either all the same color or all the same symbol. Thank you. So, 
and that's a, it was a fun one, it's, we need to play that one some more, but, um, then we also finished our Dice Throne Tournament, that's right, we finished our Dice Throne Tournament, which I was very skeptical on if we were ever going to finish it, but my awesome wife on New Year's Eve, she was like, let's do it, yeah, our thing was we had to finish it in 2022, so, like, that's what we did on New Year's Eve, yeah, (laughs) no, we did go out for, like, a daytime date, yeah, it's easier for my mom to watch the kids like during the day rather than like late at night, which I mean we're totally fine with that. So we snuck away for like two hours that afternoon, and then we you know came back and we all went to dinner together, which was fun. And we went to like one of our favorite local Italian restaurants, and then we just were home, home with the kiddos. Easton did his first like popper, not even like a they're not fireworks because we live you can't. Well, people do them, but it's, like, definitely illegal to do them where we live. Um, getting distracted. But the little, like, you know, the poppers, the confetti that fly out. He did his first one of those at, like, 7.30. Yeah. <laughs> and I think we, we played Dice Throne. And uh, then we, like, went to bed before midnight. Yep. That's, that's, that's how old we are. And it's the part of our lives we're in. And... My pers- my Scarlet Witch lost by like one point. Oh yeah. It was like really really close. It was so we were so close. It was really close, and it came. The final ended up being Loki versus Spider Man. Yep, you're right. And we played two games. I forgot. Yeah, and Spider Man almost won, but Loki came out on top. All because of that roll, that last roll. That last roll, it came down to it. The cards too. If you had, if you had had like one or two more of the the combat points, the CP, you could have played that card that let you change it to a six, and you would have had it. Yeah. But crazy, it was a crazy tournament. But those are all our recent plays, at least ones that I can remember. Yeah. No, that's that's what we've been doing. Now we're gonna get to um, games that we disagree on. So now we're going to talk about games that we disagree on. Most of the time, we're pretty much on on the same page with games that we like or we play a new game and we both think it's good or bad. But there are some games that I'm a big fan of that Michelle is not. Mm-hmm. And there are some games that Michelle really likes that I'm eh on. Not really sure on, yeah. Yeah, so... But do you want to start us off with a game off the top of your head? I know one that I'm always like, hey, we should get rid of this because you never play it and we never play it. And what's that? It's Root. Root. I love Root. So if you don't know, Root is a game that has really cute little animal meeples. It's set in... A woodland or a forest or something but each little faction you can play as plays extremely differently so you can be the cats or you can be the birds or the mice or there's a raccoon and they've had a bunch of expansions since it came out back in the day but it's just really cool because you're all playing the same game but you're all playing it super differently 
and it it is kind of a war game and that's I remember when the first Kickstarter came out I didn't back it because I was like Michelle's not gonna play this with me it's probably not, not gonna see much time but they came out with a solo expansion that you can play and so that's how I primarily play it now unless I play it on the app with Matt or somebody so what do you what are your thoughts on Root since you don't like it I just never want to play it. Like, I've played it three or four times, and it, like each time, I'm like, yeah, I'm good if I never play that again. I'm good, you know. just don't understand. Like, what what factions have you been? What animals? The cats stand out the most. I've been the mice. I think I was, like, a lizard one time. I know I played with the cats twice, and then the, and then I've done the mice, I think, one time, and then one other creature. No, I was the raccoon once. Yeah, you've been the raccoon once And twice. that one was weird, because it's like, normally you have an army of characters, but he was a lone ranger. Yeah. Just going from place to place to place. And I feel like it's almost a game, too, where... It's like you know who's going to win too early on. Not really, though, because I will say it's not a great two-player game. And even when they came out, they were like, okay, if you play two players, you should only play the birds and the cats, and you should play it twice, and then you know play it once, and then swap teams and play again. And then whoever has the best score, you add up your score from both games. Hmm. So it's not the best two-player game. I will say that because some of the balancing of the game comes from, okay, somebody somebody's shooting up ahead. We need to dogpile on them. And, you know, so they don't win. And that's, you know, good or bad. That's games like, I know you don't like Spartacus, but you've never played it. So, you, you know. Yes, I have. I played it one time. When did you play Spartacus? Oh, you played it. That, New uh, Year's Day, like, 2012. That was the first time I ever broke it out. And you and Brad were just trying to work together to end the game. Yeah. Yeah, okay. But that's another one where... Maybe 2015. If somebody is getting ahead, everybody attacks them. You know? So it's... Yeah, it's like that. But that is Root... Which I I think it's a great game. Michelle Dutton. One that I'm not a huge fan on. But I'll play it. You know, not saying I won't play this with, with you. Is Dinner in Paris. What? And I mean, I know you're always like, okay. Whenever, we, whenever I suggest it. Yeah. And you never suggest it. I just... I, I think it needs a a wild resource. resource or something because the way dinner in paris works you build restaurants by having the the food cards mm-hmm. and there's the you know there's like a market of food cards that you get kind of like ticket to ride you can take two cards from it or whatever but i don't know you're you're so beholden to what's there and sometimes all that's out there are potatoes like, there's just five potatoes out there, you know, and you just, yeah, I guess I'll take a potato or I'll draw off the top, you know, and so that kind of stinks. 
Um, but if there was a wild card or something like that, or maybe a rule where if it's all the same, you shuffle it up and deal it back out. We could always do that, like... Oh, I know. That's You could always house rule it and do something like that. That's true. I mean, that's an easy adjustment. and that's I mean, a lot of games do that anyway. Um. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I can see how. Yeah. And, it, I mean, it's a lighter game. It's not one it of is. our, like, really heavy breakout, this, you know, board game. I think it's a really approachable, good board game for, like, people maybe, like, newer to the hobby. Yeah. I will say this one is more attacky, not more blocky. Blo- yeah, it's more, like, defensive. Yeah. You can um, prevent other people from placing their terraces out by doing it first, basically. Yeah, which you usually don't like that type of... But there's still a lot of other stuff that you're doing. You have your own board in front of you that you're working on, too. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think that that's the main element of the game. It's just a part of it. Yeah. And Root, that's like 100% what you need to do every turn. Well, yeah, that's pretty much. I mean, there are different factions where you're trying to... There's one faction where you're just trying to sell people stuff. You know? Trying to get people to buy things. In root. The beavers. The beavers want to... Or the otters, whatever they are, the water folk. They're, you know, you're just trying to get people to buy your services. And that's how you get points. Oh, yeah, because they're like... what They take you on water... Yeah, they let you use the river paths, paths, and you can also pay to use their warriors or whatever, and you can buy cards out of their hand. So, I think that's neat, but... Yeah, I remember when I think Matt was the was that one, when we all played with Matt and Sarah. Yeah. Maybe. I think that was me, but yeah, mm. that's fine. But, um... What's another one that you, that I like that you're, maybe don't like as much? I mean, there's like a lot. (laughs) We'll pick one. We'll talk about it. Star Wars Rebellion. Star Wars Rebellion. Yeah, you've only played this one once. Why don't you like this one? Mm. trying to think it's extremely long it is extremely long it's about two and a half to three hours minimum probably it's just so like one person's lost the other person needs to find them run around the entire 30 feet board and try and do that yeah that's that's not exciting it's so repetitive it's like okay go to another planet not here. Okay, gonna work really hard, get to another planet, and not here. Yeah, but if you're the other person that's hiding, it's really exciting. Maybe I need to be that person then. I mean, it's like, oh, are they gonna, are they gonna land on this planet? Oh, I don't know, you know. It's, I think it's really cool, but it's one of my favorite, like top two favorite games. Blows my mind. Why? Because it's just not. There's not much to it other than that. There's a lot to it other than that. You can It's hide and seek on a board. It is it is Star Wars the original trilogy 
hide and seek in a box hide and seek it's picks up with the first movie with you control certain characters as the empire you control certain characters the rebellion that and then you can recruit people like maybe han solo will show up who knows maybe chewbacca maybe you know um i don't know i'm trying to think of a dark side guy but i can't at the time but it's really cool and maybe as the empire you want to build a bunch of ships or maybe you're going to work on expanding and trying to land on more planets because you Honestly, it's a tug of war of am I going to move or am I going to play a card, basically. because there's no way you'd get to all of them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so it's, yeah, it's a lot, I think it's a lot of fun. I'm glad. Um, I know Matt really likes it, and he's honestly the only one besides you that I've played it with. You played it with me once for our anniversary. In 2020. Yeah, in 2020. Was it? Yeah, we couldn't go anywhere or do anything. Oh, that's why you did it. <laughs> I mean, it worked out. <laughs> it was, <laughs> there were no distractions. Feeling the love, babe. <coughs> I fun. mean, I guess I could try and be the other person. Maybe it'll be better whenever, like, Easton or Owen get into it, and then we can do, like, team version, and then maybe... Maybe so. So let me. So the hide and seek on a board, you don't like it because it's that and it's long. What about like Spectre Ops? Same thing. I don't like that's, that one. It's either. hide and seek on a board. It's the same thing. I'm just not a fan of that. Why not though? I don't know. I'm just. It doesn't it's get crazy. me. It doesn't get me excited. Like it's just. It doesn't do it for me. Doesn't do it for you. Yeah, I'm just. I'm just like, there's this mysterious thing out there, and I don't even know where to start. And I just feel like I'm going to be roaming around aimlessly, and it's like luck if I find it or not. So maybe you don't like being the seeker. That's what I'm getting out of this conversation. Yeah. You'd be like the hider or the Yeah, maybe. We should try. We should try Spectre Ops, too, because it's shorter than Star Wars Rebellion. Yeah. Give it a whirl. But, okay, so let me look at what I got here. The last one I kind of think that you like more than me, and I don't, and maybe it's just because I'm bad at this game, but Azul Summer Pavilion. Like I said, all these games, I like, any games that I don't like, I tell you, and I'm like, hey, I, I would be fine if we got rid of this. I feel like Azul Summer Pavilion... I don't know. It's the the Azul that just doesn't click with me. I don't know what it is. Hmm. Do you... You tend to go for... One color or like six first? I guess. At that, see, that was one thing when we... The first couple games you were demolishing me and i figured out oh you're getting the you get points if you get all of the ones the twos the threes the fours yeah you get a decent chunk of points for doing all those Mm -hmm. so that's what i started trying to do too and then the last time i played i feel like you still crushed me in something but we need to play the queen's garden version again because i want to try that one out yeah See, I just I like it because it's a le- it's a less complicated Queen's Garden. Yeah, it's not as hard, but it's 
more to me than like regular Azul. Yeah. And see, I'm not good at regular Azul. You always beat me at that one. Yeah, I like the regular Azul. Like, and it I, makes sense. I always do better at it's summer, so it's weird how. There must be something. How that happens. Sides of the brain or something. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Even though the. I don't know. The, what would you like? The psychology? There's not only like psychology, it's like logic. I don't know. Yeah. The way we see patterns differently in those games, I guess. Yeah. But see, whenever we have played Queen's Garden, I've done better on that one, too. And it's you more have. similar to Summer Pavilion. It is. It is. And that's. As I want to play that one again. Just. We've only played it twice, right? Maybe mm-hmm. one one and a half times. I don't remember. Yeah, we need to, we need to do it again. Yeah, it has a lot of moving pieces, and that's what I remember. I'm, last time we played Vanilla Azul, I was like, I like that there's not all these tiles and anything else going on. Yes, <laughs> you know, because you have to. Because I'm a female, and we're better at multitasking. Maybe that's what it is, babe. And you're better at like I can do one thing really really well, and I'm like, mm, no, I need some distractions in here. <laughs> Clearly. I Clearly, know. I don't know. Well, what's another game that I really like that you're like, meh, on? We got Marvel Champions. Oh, well, that's, you know, that's like my solo affair. That's So Marvel Champions, you played it with me one time just to see what all the, the hubbub was about. True. Would you... What were your thoughts? Do you remember? You're battling. You flip things back and forth. I'm just... It's the theme that makes me not super excited about it. However, I do... I like other Marvel games better than that one. Yeah, I know. You like Splendor. And... I even like Remix. Oh, yeah. Remix. Where it's like a mini version of Red Rising. Yeah. You're just building the best hand. Best hand you can. With a villain, a hero, and a location, I believe. Yeah, I think you're you're building a story, kind of like a you got to have a villain and a hero and. Yeah, I don't mind that one, and I don't mind. Splendor. Splendor, and, I mean, obviously, Dice Throne. That's really fresh on my mind right now. Oh yeah. Um. That's true. It's, so why don't you like champions? Is it because it's cooperative? Maybe. Maybe we should try it again. Maybe we should. But I think you should try the the Marvel United too that Easton's been playing with me. It's it's cooperative, but it's less card. There's a lot of t- and I know you don't want Marvel Champions has a lot of reading, and I know you don't like to read cards. I just don't like it when that's the only way to play. Like, that's the only aspect of the game. Yeah. So, Marvel United, it's mostly symbols. There is, there is a little bit of text every now and again that you read, but it's cool because you're moving around and stuff. But, but yeah. No, I, I think we should try Marvel Champions again, but if you don't want to, it's fine. I like um, Underwater Cities, and that one has a lot of, like, card reading and card heavy see i put that one on my list is like does she like underwater cities because every time i suggest underwater cities you're like "Mm, no i like it (laughs) okay it used to be one of my like really high up there games 
Yeah. It's what one happened? It's I don't know. There's just always so many other ones to play lately. Yeah, I really want to play that one again because it's been a long time. This is really exciting right now. The Cowboys are winning twenty four to zero, and it's a playoff game versus the Tampa Bay Bucks. I know it's like this is this is awesome. It is. I I'm a Saints fan, and I I'm not a big Cowboys fan, but I. I despise Tom Brady more than I despise the Cowboys. And so, and when the Cowboys aren't playing the Saints or affecting the Saints, then, you know, I try to be a supportive husband. (laughs) You cheer for him? Yeah. But, so, but yeah, so I know it's, it is, this is a good thing. It's all because we made playoff brownies today. That's why. Playoff brownies. Yeah, so like growing up, you know, like, in the heart of the 90s the cowboys were awesome like where i like grew up my neighborhood we had huge not huge but like everyone would get together at one person's house for cowboys games and i mean i was so little that these like five six younger than that maybe um but i remember my mom would always make a cake for playoff games for the Cowboys and she would like you know make a cowboy cake and that was like the highlight of my day when these games happened was like oh we get to have cake we get to have cowboy cake so we didn't make a cake today but I was like we had to make something so like we made brownies instead so that's what I'm gonna you know (laughs) say that's what we'll do Easton help me make the brownies well, we'll have to make them again next week, I guess. I know. Those are expensive brownies, too, because they're, like, free of everything. Yeah, our child mm-hmm. is allergic to lots everything. Of, lots of things. Yeah. I like these special, I don't know. They're really good, too. I'm not going to lie. Those are, it's really good. But I'm pretty sure that, like, one box is, like, almost $7. Yeah. Considering, like, I used to buy, like, $2 box brownies. But, yeah. hey, if the Cowboys win... Is it worth Another it? playoff game, then we're going to need to buy some more brownies for next week. There you go. That's their Super Bowl bound. And that's, that's what y'all say every year. But maybe. Or that's what people here say, you know. This is it, maybe. We'll see. We'll see. So the last one I want to ask you about. Oh, is, that's the thing we kind of disagree on is football. Oh, that's another one. Saints, it's it's funny. Cowboys. We were talking about this topic and you were like, yeah, we can bring up other things we disagree on. And I was like, like what? And you said, beer. And that was it. <laughs> like, <laughs> but I guess, yeah, football teams, I guess. I mean, we're not super. You still like the Saints, sort of. And I'm, you know, supportive. A long time ago, I would say that it was like foods we ate. Yeah, but. Like we did not eat the same foods at all. But marriage kind of, you know, Changed all that. does that to people. You know, you live together, you buy groceries together, you're probably going to eat the same, you know, types of foods. But Back to the games? Back to the games, sorry. Um, the last one I want to ask you about is Near and Far. Also one of my favorite games. But it, you're, you sort of are warming up to this one last time we played it. True. 
it started off like I really, 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 really do not want to play this game. Yeah, the first time we played it, you were like, I was like, oh man, I really like that game. We played it with Matt and Sarah, and you were like, are you serious? I hated that game. That was like. Now I'm pretty sure I didn't even play the first time. No, you did. We, it was the four of us. We played it one night, and then and then Matt and Sarah came over like at the butt crack of dawn, and you had to go take your principal test or something. See, I thought there was a time where I was like, when I was still like in grad school, writing paper or doing something, and y'all were playing it, and I was just kind of like bystanding, listening working on my stuff no you you played it because i distinctly remember you strongly disliked it yeah every time we we, like stopped to read a story i was like what is happening (laughs) yeah so near and far it's a game it's one of these games where you every now and again you stop and you read a story to the person's whoever's turn it is like you come across you know a goat do you that's chained up to a tree do you set it free or do you ignore it or do you kill the goat, whatever, you know, and you roll some dice and stuff happens. Um, but Michelle was like, no, nah, not about that. <laughs> Which when I play, I was like, oh, this is so cool. You, There's a story. You get to make a choice, you know, and crazy stuff happens. But what you? I thought I heard something on the oh. monitor. On the monitor. But anyways... Matt and I played this a whole bunch. Like, and there's there's different ways to play it. You can play through a, a campaign where you're playing over ten games and stuff carries over, sort of, kind of. You can play it as a mini campaign where you're a character that it tells a story of, of how this character progresses, whatever. Or you can just play it as a one-off where there is no real story. You just flip cards and it's like, like I just said, you come across a goat. Do you kill it for meat or do you set it free and stuff happens anyways um but you kind of like uh, it it grew on me we've we've started something with it we haven't touched it in quite a while we should mess with that one again too babe so many games that's the problem there's just there's too many there's not enough time to play them all i know it's so sad so it's grown on me but so, and there are other games in this series, like Above and Below, the other one we got rid of, um, Now or Never, you know. We didn't have that one for very long. No, well, because I, every time I played it, Near and Far plays a lot faster than this. Mm-hmm. And Now or Never might have been a better game, might have been, I say maybe, but there was just, it took too long. Like, even with the... Stuff, even with the sped up rules, it, it still took like did, two hours to play. Did that one have the story part? Yeah, it did. I was going to say, it felt so similar to Near and Far. It was hard for me to even we, distinguish the differences. We didn't play with the story part, though. Oh. Um, we just played with you did something and you got rewards. And because that's how it says you should learn the game. It's like you should play it without the story and then you can add the story in there. But, yeah. I still just felt like this is so similar to... That it, it was very similar. And that's that's another thing. It's like, they're so similar that I feel like you should only keep one. And I 
I really like near and far. It's shorter. And so that's the one I kept. Because <laughs> I, I, that, it, that one I was kind of like, eh, like I was really excited about it. And then it kind of didn't make me as excited. And then it, as soon as I played near and far, I was like, this is one of, this is a really cool game. Played now or never. Meh. So. And then above, above and below is totally different. You're like building a city type deal. Yes, no, that one's easy to distinguish, like the difference and it plays very differently and you, the setup and the look. So now and never, you're building a city too. It's like now and never tried to squish the two games together. Yeah, it's almost like I just got confused by that game because I was like, don't we already have these two games? <laughs> why? What is this? Like, why do we need this one too? So, I mean, yeah, that that makes sense why. Yeah. I was like, no. Um, I I really don't have any others that super stand out no I, the other ones i wrote down were like onitama or Funkoverse, which those are more head-to-head games which you don't like typically True. i'm trying to think of a head-to-head game you do like paris the uh city de lumiere yes that's one that gamecaster said it was too attacky for them and you you were like oh yeah i love this game it's more of a puzzle, though. Yeah. Than, like, straight-on attack. Yeah. There are some... The the postcards, I think, mm-hmm. that you play with in the second half of the game. Yeah, there are. Some of those are mean. And I think after the first or second time we played, we subbed them out and kept them out. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, it's just, like... One is, like, you just straight-up steal somebody's, you know color setup or what have you like they're they're building towards something and you're like now i'm gonna take whatever you just built right there (laughs) like the little color tiles anyways but but yeah those are the games we disagree on we disagree on beer as you said before you like uh what type of beer the wheats the wheats and i can't stand the wheat beers most of the time. 90, yeah, you know, 90 some percent of the time. No, I love, I love wheat. All the wheat beers are so good to me. You always have the... IPAs. See, I don't, I don't mind those. Um, I was thinking more of like the pale ales. Oh, like, uh, yeah. Like those I really don't like. APAs and... Like any like golden ale or pale ales or... Um, you like blondes though. I mean, that's all we agree on, I would say. Yeah. But, I don't know, there's some There's some that you like that just straight up tastes like grass to me. <laughs> yeah, that's, some of the, some of those pale ales that I like really like, they, they have like a piney taste to them. Yeah. And I'm like, oh yeah, I like the, it tastes like a pine tree, and you're like, yeah, I don't like that. Mm-mm. But. Yeah, but. But yeah, but those are our disagreements. And with that, we're going to bring this episode to a close. We appreciate you guys listening. And if you like what, you, we, like what you're hearing, then please make sure to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And then if you want to see pictures or videos of what we are playing, 
make sure to follow us at a couple games.mz on Instagram. You can also contact us at a couple games2014 at gmail.com. We hope you guys have a great week and we can't wait to talk about the next set of plays that we have. Until next time, I'm Zach. And I'm Michelle. And this has been a couple games.